Amen. Well, we're doing something just a little bit different this morning. I'd like those who I've invited to, to participate to come on forward, and, and uh, we're going to be sharing here with a team of people. And I'd like my ushers to come forward, if they will. We're going to hand some of these out as well. We're, we're kind of doing an exercise in... Um, for the past month, something that I th- is important to me as, as your pastor. And, and it, it's, it's this simple ideal that we is bigger than me. <laughs> Can you say that with me? We is bigger than me. I know that's not probably good English, but I believe there's a lot of truth in that. And, and the ideal is this, that, you know, I, I, it's very difficult. Believe it or not, when, when I have other staff members preach, it's hard for me, and I have a lot of words I don't get to use, okay? It's harder for me to sit in a service than preach in a service. But, but one thing that we've done this past month, and we've had all of our staff members who have shared one Sunday, Josh and Christy and, who am I forgetting? Joe, have shared. Didn't you appreciate all their sermons? Why don't you give them a hand? I know Christy's in here and Josh on vacation, but... I've enjoyed hearing them. And, and, and then today we're going to do something just a little bit different. We're going to have a, a panel of people from, from the church who are going to share a little bit about what God's done in 2014 and 2015. Some of them I had to twist their arms a little bit to get them up there. And they're all really nervous, uh, if you can't tell. And give them a hand. Don't they look beautiful up there today? I think this is kind of a fitting way to end the gift series. We, we've been in this ideal of the gift, and, and I want you to understand, or I, I think before we go any further, we need to understand this. Every breath, every day that we have is a gift, right? Let's try that. You guys have got to get with me here, okay? Let, let, let's try it this way. I want everybody to go, take a breath with me. And I always love when I do that because some of you hold your breath during that moment because you won't participate. Let's try it again. One, two, three. That was a gift from your Heavenly Father. 2014 has been a gift. And it's what, in the good and the bad, uh, James writes that every good gift comes from above, from the Father above. And so every day that you've had in 2014, every good experience in 2014 has been a gift from your Heavenly Father. In Romans, Paul writes that, that God causes all things to work together for the good of those who love him. That means even the things that aren't so good. That God can take those things that aren't so good and he can turn them and use them for your good. And so that means, according to my theology, that every breath, every day that you've had, good and bad, has been a gift from your heavenly father for his glory and your good. And 2015 is going to be the same. And so what I've done is I've invited a panel of people, and, and, and I'm going to have them introduce themselves for those that maybe, maybe you know them all, maybe you don't. They're, they're going to introduce themselves and, and, um, and answer some questions, and we're just going to share together. And so I'm excited about this. So let's start. Which end do we want to start on? Let's start with, with Pastor Kim. And, and the first question is just basically going to be to introduce yourself and just give a little bit your, your spiritual journey. It doesn't have to be long. You know, two hours or so would be fine. Um, I am Pastor Kim. Um, I have been at the church about two and a half years now, and um, I was saved at a church camp, and so that is why I am very for church camps, and I push them every year, because that is just a time 
for us to all get away and spend some time with each other and just spend some time really getting to know the Lord better. And so it is. if your children don't go yet, guess what? I'm going to push for that. So, um, And I was also sanctified in um, college, and it was on Halloween. So cool night to get sanctified, I think. Hi, I'm Terry Mills. Uh, I've been here nine months. Um, and as far as I, I grew up in the church, um, but I would have to say probably my sophomore year at Mount Vernon was the time that I really uh, committed my life to the Lord. I'm Nancy Gilman. Um, I was saved um, at my home. We were actually playing church. That's what you did back then. You went to church and then you played like you were at church the rest of the time. Um, one of my um, brothers was actually doing the preaching and uh, I uh, was moved by the spirit and I went and hid behind the door <laughs> so, so one of my other siblings went and got mom and said Nancy's crying and uh, she knelt with me beside my our living room couch and I asked uh, Jesus into my heart and have never regretted it my name's Rodney Gilman and I grew up um for the most part in Virginia and West Virginia. And I remember, I actually remember going to church from as early as I can remember. My mother and grandmother would always be there, special services and all. I don't remember a thing about being moved by the Spirit of God until I was about 13. We moved from Virginia up to West Virginia. And it was in junior high school. I remember the first night we went to a Sunday evening service. I was sitting there listening to D.W. Thaxton preach, and it was like, it's like the Spirit of God came and sat down right beside me in the pew and was tapping me on the shoulder. He actually had his arm around me. I, was, I felt like I was drowning, actually. And he said, you need what that man's talking about. And I became a Christian, and... It's been in and out and up and down since, but he has really kept me close, and I really appreciate it. My name's Clint Groves. Um, I think when I found Jesus was right down there when I was a teenager. Um, Pastor Paul Mills had a um, revival here with Elaine Pettit and never... I mean, I'll never forget the presence in here. It was amazing. I think it was supposed to last three days and ended up lasting a week. Um, it's been up and down since, and Pastor Paul, before he got here, so it was kind of a roller coaster, but he's helped us come back, and that's when I really came to the Lord was as a teenager. My name is Heather Groves, and... Um, I remember going to church as a child, a small child, and I always knew, you know, that God was real, but I don't think that I ever truly gave myself to the Lord until after Clint and I were married. Um, I called myself a Christian my entire life. I loved God and the concept of God, but I didn't really want to be um, an apostle of God until I was an adult, and 
um, this church has really helped me in that. And um, I'm just very grateful that we found you guys and our church family to help shape the people that we're becoming. And um, it's going to be a great 2015 because big things are coming, and I truly believe that. I'm Amy Davis, and I came to know Jesus as a little girl. I wanted to be just like my older brother, and I was reading in his baby book that Eric knelt by his bed, and he asked Jesus into his heart, and I was like, I want to do that too. (laughs) So that was kind of my motive for um, beginning my relationship with Jesus, but it just kind of took off after that. I was saved a lot of times because my mom talked a lot about Jesus coming back the second time for his people, and I was terrified of that. So I would lay in bed at night and just like, am I saved, Lord? Am I saved? And maybe some other people can relate to that, but it probably wasn't until my sophomore or junior year of college that um, I was kind of on a path I probably shouldn't have been, and the Lord just kind of came and just dropped some bricks on my heart and said, stop doing that. And that is when I would say I truly experienced the deliverance of um, of sin and the the power of the cross and how he can truly change lives and that's what's brought me to today. I'm this beautiful lady to my left's husband, uh, Chris Davis, and uh, I grew up in this church. Uh, I think I was probably five, five or six when uh, I started coming um, with my mother. And uh, I was in second grade when I really, truly remember asking the Lord um, to be my personal Savior. And, uh, and since then, I've obviously grown a lot. Um, went to college, uh, came back, and never thought I would actually be back at this church. Um, I told myself that, um, you know, I've got to move on to, to bigger and better things. But um, the Lord had different plans, and this is honestly bigger and better things. Um, being here to worship and serve with you all um, has truly blessed and shaped me. Um, and even as I look out here and I look at different people who have been so instrumental in my faith, uh, my Sunday school teachers and quizzing coaches and um, Sheba, my catechism teacher, which I'm still not entirely sure what catechism is, to be honest. Um, that's just a little bit about my faith, so I'm, I'm starting to ramble, so I'll stop. Why don't you guys, um, and we'll start with you, Chris. Um, how has God moved in your life in 2014? And, and, and maybe you want to think of it this way. How has God changed you in 2014? Either of those two questions or both of them. Uh, the Lord's moved greatly in my life. Um, my mother-in-law has a saying that I'm certain I'll butcher, but I'm going to do my best here. Am I taking your material? Okay. <laughs> you can just reiterate what I'm saying then. Um, so she says something to the effect of, um, children are a tool that the Lord uses to make them more like him, uh, to make us parents more like him. Um, and that's never been truer in my life. Um, having kids now has just really changed everything about me. And, um, my selfishness is under a microscope a lot more, which is a great thing for me. Um, just to see, to, uh, to see how the Lord, um, put us first, by sending his son, and, uh, and just the, the little things like that, um, the Lord has just, it's really hit me, it's hit me like a truck, uh, and I'm so grateful for that, um, and part B, um, uh, I think, I think along the lines of music a lot, um, and there's a lyric to a Bethany Dillon song, 
um, that says, talking about the Lord, you, you can do more in my waiting than, I, than in my doing I can do. Um, and sometimes I feel like there's just so much more that I need to do and I need to force, um, even with my faith uh, and service and different things. And um, I've just been encouraged this year to know that sometimes we just need to wait on the Lord and uh, let our souls be patient um, no matter what the situation is. So, I think to say that you have children is an understatement. You have three kids under, tell, tell, us, tell us your kids' names and how old they are. Amy, you can do that. Well, you might think we're certified with crazy, and that's probably true, but Molly is um, three and a half. Cooper is going to be two in a couple weeks, and Maggie is three months old. <laughs> so, uh, yes, my mom always told me children are a tool God uses to make his children more like him, and I always kind of snickered at that and thought, <laughs> whatever, mom, <laughs> you know. Um, but, wow, we're totally in the thick of little toddler dumb and it's crazy and I would just completely echo what he said that the Lord is just um, showing me more and more what it is to be to follow him and be like him and um, one thing that I'm just thankful about since Maggie has been born um, I don't know she's somehow just helped totally change my perspective in this whole parenting thing that I just didn't have before. And don't get me wrong, like, I, it is still a daily, daily thing that the Lord is reminding me of. But um, I hope it's not terrible to say that sometimes my kids annoy me. Is that, oh man, does, can anybody else resonate with that? I hope I'm not like the terrible parent. But, but the Lord is showing me that like, Amy, you're teaching them. You're teaching them and training them. They don't know. They're, they're born fully, completely selfish, and that's raging in them. We were just talking about this in Sunday school. But um, anyway, I could ramble probably for a really long time too. But the Lord has just shown me a new, fresh perspective in my parenting, and I'm so, so thankful for that. And I would say that um, definitely it probably in the last four months, he's, he's changed me through that. It kind of all just goes hand in hand, but I'm very grateful for how he's worked in my life. And Heather, why don't you share the story about getting in the wrong car? I, 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 you don't have, uh, Heather's Facebook posts are honest, and, uh, you know, she, she had, she had a, a bad experience, but, uh, thanks, Pastor Paul. Yeah, <laughs> but you can give your kids names, and if you want to share that story, yeah. you can. Um, Nevaeh is, seven she's going to be eight in february and then we have carson who just turned four last week and then we have ashton who's two and a half so i completely understand and agree and um god chose our children to bring us to our knees so that we would have to rely on him more i completely understand but what pastor paul is talking about is um it's a typical heather moment if anybody knows me this is something that i'm trying to work on but we were at meyer and it was cold and it was rainy and we, um, I had all three kids with me, and we're trying to get outside and get into the van. And so um, we run from the store with the cart full of stuff, and the three kids are shivering, and they're yelling. And so we get up to the van, and there's a lady um, in her own van parked next to us, and her car is facing the opposite direction. She had her window rolled down because she was smoking. And, um, so I can't get my car door open, and I'm trying, and my key won't unlock it, and I'm sitting there, like, yelling at my van, like, just open, and there was a few choice words that I used and I just pray my kids didn't hear me but the lady next to me she's laughing at me because you know it's raining and and so I turn around I'm like I can't get my car open I just don't understand and then I look in and there's a Pepsi in the 
in the pop holder and I don't drink Pepsi. And I'm like, that's because it ain't my van. (laughs) And she's laughing at me. And so I turn around and there was the lady who owned the van standing right there. And she didn't say anything to me. And I just looked down and we go to the next aisle and get in my car. And so that was, that was a very me, me thing to do. And I'm trying to get better. I got a, maybe I'll get a pink car or something. So it stands out next time. But, um, but as far as 2014 for me, my spiritual journey, I think God has just tried to teach me to listen to him more. Um, I'm constantly asking questions, but I'm not giving him the time to answer. And um, I think that that's what he's been working on me personally. It's making me wait and um, listen instead of just trying to come up with the answers myself. And um, I, I'm, I feel like I'm getting better at it. I feel like I'm I'm trying to trust in him more, but I'm also questioning. Um, I felt like God was asking me to quit my job this year. And um, I have severe, severe, like, financial anxiety. I always have my whole life. And so this was a really big move for me. And um, I, I did. I, I quit my job back in September just on a whim. Um, I was thinking of the scripture about, you know, faith the size of a mustard seed. Um, and so I was sitting there charting. I'm a nurse and I was charting and I just, that scripture popped into my head. And so I, I typed out my resignation letter and I gave it to my boss that day. And, um, as soon as I did it, I'm like, Oh my God, what did I do? Like, this was the worst mistake ever. And I've still felt that the last several months that I don't know exactly where God is leading me, but I do have faith that, um, it was more about listening to him than it was like where, you know, we're going to go. And I I do have faith that coming in the new year, it's going to be more clear and, um, that God just wanted me to listen. And so I'm working on it. I'm not a very good listener, so I'm trying. I think what God has done for me in the past year is, um, I don't know, I feel like somewhere along the line, I got the feeling I'm kind of a perfectionist a little bit, try to be perfect and everything. Somewhere along the line, I got to feeling like I wasn't good enough. And shortly before our our, uh, hiking trip, I kind of got back into it, and God really told me that, I am good enough, you, and you, you have to try, but you have to have Jesus in order to be good enough, and that's been a huge thing for me. So, Repeat the questions again. <laughs> I feel like I'm back in practicing law. I'll have the court reporter read my question once again to the witness. No. Um, how has God moved in your life in 2014? Or in an alternative or in addition, how has God changed you in 2014? That's pretty easy. Um, all my life, I think I have spent a good part of it avoiding people. And because that's an area where I'm uncomfortable, I'm a doing type person. I like physical activity. I don't like conversations, and this kind of stuff drives me nuts. So I'm just being honest. I would, I would go way out of my way to avoid you if I, saw you if I saw you and I realized you were looking at me and we were going to have a conversation. 
I would try to think of something to do to get out of that. It's not because of you either. It's not because of you. It's because of me. It's just it's just the way I'm wired and I'm trying. God's been dealing with me on that. That's what I'm trying to say this whole year. Um, he's been helping me see that I need to be more personable. Even though I feel like I am personable, once I do get trapped in a conversation, <laughs> he's helped me realize that I can learn to go with it and en- actually enjoy it if I let myself and, and trust him. That's the bottom line right there. I don't want to look like a fool by something I say. I think, I, and I, I'm in denial that it was fear was the base of that the whole time, but it was. I was just afraid to be engaged with somebody. And in that whole this whole year, I think God's been working on me to realize it sort of came to came home the other day when I was working in the orchard cutting some old dead limbs off the apple trees, and I was looking at the branches, and it was you're going to think it's stupid, but it's the simplest things that seemed to get my attention. I was looking at those branches, how intricate they were, and. And I was, actually, I was getting aggravated at first because you know how they catch and they they get caught with one another, and you can't separate them. You can't get them apart when you get a whole pile of them. Well, I was aggravated about that because I was trying to cut them up and put them in a burn pile. And God was talking to me, saying, "Look how intricate those things are. I made those for the birds to find, build a nest in for them to have a place to land to, to get away from their enemies." Anyway, my mind just went with that whole flow of how magnificent God's creation is in the fact that he has called me a friend because I love him and I trust him to save me. And this year, I have really begun to feel, not just know it in my mind, but I feel like God is my friend. And that just that just melts my heart. It just really makes me feel special. I praise his name for that. Not only um, this last year, but the last several years has been um, quite a journey for me, having um, been diagnosed with stage 3 ovarian cancer. And... Um, God has given me strength beyond measure, and um, he doesn't put these things into our lives so that um, I can see how strong I am, but to see how strong he is. He already knows how strong I am. But he has given me incredible nurses and doctors and um, a greater love for my husband and a better appreciation for um, everyday things like rotten tree limbs. Um, He has just made me softer and letting go of those things that I have absolutely no control over. 
There are um, family relationships that I wish were different, and there's nothing that I can do about it to change that either. And so 2014 has just been a year of letting go and, and letting God. And he has revealed himself to me in so many areas. Um, it doesn't have to be just in my Bible. It doesn't have to just be in a devotional book. I can be reading a ladies' magazine or a novel, and out will come this sentence. And I'm going, my gosh, this is what God is saying to me today. This is for me. So um, I keep a journal, and I usually either make a copy or I um, um, write it out longhand, or it lives on our refrigerator for six months. <laughs> and then um, it becomes a part of me. It reminds me constantly that um, he loves me. And I did not accept that love until you people showed it to me. And um, I guess it's, uh, he didn't pay me <laughs> to say this, but it's the ordinary people thing again. I mean, I was raised in the church, and those four-letter words, four-letter word love, you know, it just means so much to in so many different areas until you're face-to-face with wanting to know just, just what does that mean with me. <laughs> And uh, trust is another one of those things that I have learned in 2014. If I can't trust God, then then who? <laughs> so what I'm really looking forward to in, in 2015 is more good health reports and um, family restoration and um, more days with my mom. Um, more ways to show love to Rodney, um, more ways to be a servant. Um, 2014 has been a year of transition uh, for us. Uh, we started out the year um, while well, waiting, waiting for the vote of this church. Um, to determine if we were going to be moving to Marysville. Um, And uh, even though it got to the point that we knew this is where God wanted us to be, um, it really, it was difficult for me because I've never really been away from my family. Uh, The only time I was actually away from my family is when in my college days. Um, So even though we're only two hours away, or my family is only two hours away. Um, it just, it's not the same um, when you think you're living right around the corner. Of course, I am still living right around the corner. <laughs> I'm still down there right now. Um, but uh, um, 14 has been difficult in the, in the sense, and I know you guys have heard me say it, and I've said it, you know, with our, with our house. Our, sometimes, as Paul said in the first word, our stupid house. That's what we feel like right now. Um, you know, when we first got called here, I had in my mind that because God was calling, um, the house was going to sell really quickly. Why wouldn't it? It'd make perfect sense. You know, God's calling us to a different area. He's going to sell our house right off the bat. He's going to get that pressure off of us, and we're going to be going on. Well, as you all know, that's not what happened. And, um, 
So in this year, I have, um, when I kind of said this first service too, I, I always felt like I was a very independent person. So when I, I thought, well, I can do this, you know, it's going to be tough for a while, but I can do this. I'm independent enough that, that I can do this. But what 14 has shown me is that I'm, I'm not an independent person and I'm very dependent on God. I'm very dependent on my husband as well, but I am uh, dependent on God. And, and through our house not selling, it has shown me that I really, I need to be trusting him more. I had this whole plan laid out um, that has not worked anything like I expected it to. Um, but I still know and I still believe um, that God has called us there and there's a reason and that if, if, if nothing else, it was for me to learn that I really needed to depend on him. I am, first of all, I would just want to say I appreciate each one of you and everything you're sharing. It's one of the things that I learn every day by getting to know each of you better is we all have our own stories, and it's nice when we share them with each other. Um, I am one of those people who like to name things. So when Paul asked me to do this, first of all, I thought, why is he asking me? Not much has happened this year. And so then I sat back and I went, oh, yeah, I guess this has been kind of a year for me. Um, there's just been a lot of, and I, as I was trying to name it, um, I, I said change, and then I'm like, well, who hasn't had change in their life this year? I mean, as a church in general, we've had change. And so I just kept giving it different names, and I'm like, okay, it's, everybody's got that same thing. So I finally stopped trying to name it, and I said, okay, let's go through it. And so I thought back to the beginning of the year, and as most of you know, I mean, we didn't have a pastor. So being the only paid, I wasn't the only one around, but I was the only paid on staff um, pastor, and it was it, it was challenging. Um, I am a children's pastor. I'm not used to having to deal with some issues that, that would arise. And so um, then uh, we lost a little niece um, in January, and so that shook our whole family. That... Um, and then, you know, just, and then Paul coming and the uncertainty of, am I going to stay or am I going to go? And then we just went through the year. But then I started thinking, look, you've had some challenges. Who hasn't? But think of all the good things that have happened and all the awesome, I think of the times we've had with the kids upstairs and in, in camps. And then I really started thinking about the Fall Fun Fest. And I started to think about um, the Supper with Santa you know, at the beginning of the year, we decided that we were going to do um, some events that were going to be outreaching. We were not going to focus on us this year, but we were going to focus outward as a council and then as a children's department and hopefully as a church. And so um, as we started planning them, I remember telling them, listen, guys, this is our first year. Don't expect much, okay? Just don't expect much. There maybe we'll have 50, 60 people, and that will be great for our first year. And I just remember um, we planned, and I said, but we got to plan big because we don't know, but we got to just don't expect much. And I remember the first thing I did after the, the Fall Fun Fest was over was sat down at my computer and sent an email to each of the council members, and I said, listen, guys, I am so thankful that we serve a God who dreams so much bigger than us. And um, I look at 
the supper with Santa and think the same thing. We have a God who dreams so much bigger than us and has so many wonderful things. So when I look back at 14, that's what I think. I think, you know, God, we go through challenges. Each one of us does. And, but God blesses in those challenges, through those challenges, and then on top of those challenges. So... Focus towards 2015. We've done that a little bit, but just um, talk about what you would like to see God do in your life or what you're praying for in 2015. Um, For me, um, some of the things that I'm praying for, my first one is that I have a lot of extended family members who do not know the Lord and really has not been a priority in my life. And God has, in the last year, really begun. And I'm thankful for my Friday, the Friday morning prayer group because we, that is one of our biggest focuses. And so it has really helped me to focus more on the lost and especially the people that I am in contact with. And am I really um, being a witness? And am I really loving them like I should? And then the second thing that I am praying about and focusing on this year is that I would stop being prejudiced and I would stop being um, judgmental. I would start to be Jesus. I would start to see people through Jesus's eyes, not my eyes, the eyes that look at you and, and, and see what my eyes see and not who you really are. And so that is my prayer this year, is that I begin to love, see people, and pray for people um, the way Jesus would. Um, for 2015, um, and I said it like this, a surprise, surprise, we are praying our house sells. <laughs> I'll be honest, that is a huge thing to me, praying that my house sells. But um, besides that, um, in 2015, um, I guess I'm still looking at, uh, there's a lot of uh, transition um, in our lives are going to happen in 2015. And I just pray that um, God will direct me and, and direct us in the path that we need to take because, because you know, my, our middle son Dylan is a senior this year. And um, that has kind of been the plan that I would be down there at least, you know, until he graduates from high school. Well, he will be graduating. So then it's like, okay, Lord, what, what will you have me do? What am I going to do? Um, about a job, um, when will I transition, um, and so there's a lot of questions still in my mind, um, but then I guess a, a part of it, too, is, you know, I feel like I've been here uh, nine months, but because of our uh, certain, our situation right now, and most of you know that I only come up here on the weekends um, because of the house and because of our middle son, um, so I, there are times that I really still feel like a visitor here. And I guess that is uh, my big thing for 2015 is I want to be able to start building relationships um, with everyone here so that we can be in ministry together um, and that I can get involved in the community right along with you. And I'm going to pass on this one. (laughs) I think I did. I believe my prayer and hope this year is that I become more observant and like Paul said make the most of my opportunities and be aware that God's going to help me with those I think my prayer for 2015 is that 
just that me and my family and kids grow closer and do what God wants us to do, not what we want to do. And it's it's really fun because they're really fun ages. Like Christmas Day, um, we were driving to my mom's and Carson starts crying and I say, what's going on? And he says, Nevaeh uh, said Jesus is on my head. And I was just like, you know, and... But it's it's awesome that they know him, they know who he is, and they. I just I just want our our bond with with him to to grow better and us to be closer with him. Uh, it's it's funny because Carson, they all do. They talk about Jesus and God all the time, and it's great for me because it just warms my heart. They. Um, <laughs> They 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 say some funny things so, but I, my prayer is just that it it gets even better so. That was really funny. <laughs> Mom, Jesus is not on my head. <laughs> um, I think my prayer for 2015 is um, that God continues to work on the person that I am. I I always say that. If I had one scripture um, that I feel like God spoke directly to me, it would be Jeremiah where he said, you know, for I know the plans I have for you, um, plans for good and not for evil, plans to give you hope in a future. And um, I feel like as God gave me this spirit of rebellion so that I would survive um, some turmoil in my childhood and growing up, and I feel like the next several years he's working on taming that so that I survive my adult years. Um, and, and even though I know that without that spirit of rebellion, um, I, I probably would have been a lost cause and would have never even known who Jesus was. I feel like now, as an adult, um, it really I need to learn to be more meek. And I know, you know women don't want to say that nowadays, but I do. I feel like I need to be... Um, I need to listen more to other people and to my husband and to my family and figure out what hat, you know, fits me. I feel like right now I'm trying to, I have so many different hats and I want to be everything. And I feel like God is just telling me that I need to focus more on our family and on listening and on not always being right. And, um, and I, I, that is my prayer for 2015 is that that, spirit of rebellion which is good but that it gets tamed just a little bit so that I'm a better listener (laughs) so um I think that my big prayer for 2015 um is to pray for my dad um I'm a really good short-term prayer (laughs) if you have surgery or something next week you got it I'm gonna pray for you but um it's been probably six years now almost that my dad has fallen away from the Lord and maybe there's half of you I don't know that know that my dad used to sit right on this front row he was so faithful to God and faithful to this church and he's totally fallen away and it's just really hard for me to to pray for that day in and day out because I feel like it's a lost cause but um, I know that there's probably those of you out here that your story is that you were away from the Lord for a long time and that somebody prayed for you and you came back to know the Lord and I know that that can be my dad's testimony 
And um, so my prayer for this year is that I would pray for him and be faithful in that prayer. And that he would come to know Jesus. That's obviously the prayer. <laughs> I was going to say I want to pray for more sleep this year, but that's awfully shallow. So um, that will be a prayer of mine, though, I, I will admit. <laughs> I'll be transparent with you. Um, I think for me, for 2015, um, I want to continue my prayer of, uh, and this is really kind of scary and super eye-opening, but to uh, have my heart broken for the things that truly break the Lord's heart, Um, because it'll shatter you, and uh, it'll change you and shape you. Um, So uh, that's probably the biggest thing I want to pray for, Um, and just as well as Pastor Kim and and Amy reiterated, um, and I know we all know people who don't know the Lord, um, and I I just pray um, that I will have more of a sense of urgency and loving my family members um, and my coworkers and the people that I come in contact with that that I know don't know Jesus because um, I'm not really sure there's a better way to live life um, than having Jesus as your wingman, so to speak. Thank you, Pam. Why give them a hand? Don't you appreciate them? Just stay up there, and we're going to close here. Don't have to come down. Just a, just a couple of words, Heather. Meekness is not weakness. I mean, that, that is a, a misunderstanding of biblical meekness. Meekness is strength under control. And so uh, strength under control is a lot better than weakness, isn't it? And, Clint, is, is she meek? Okay. <laughs> and then, Amy, what you said about praying for the lost. Uh, I love this season because in the, in the midst of this season, Jesus is born, and, and Mary says, how can that be? Because I, I'm a virgin. And the angel says, nothing is impossible with God. Uh, Whatever you're facing this year, nothing is impossible with God. Can we say that together? Nothing is impossible with God. Now, I gave you this, and it says December 2014, and what I'm thankful for in 2014, because thankfulness is an action that shapes our attitude. It's not an attitude, but it's something we do. And so I think all of us have things that we we can be and should be thankful for in 2014. And, And I hope you take the time, maybe you've taken some time even in today's service to do that, to fill out what you're thankful for and what you're praying for in 2015. I put this on letterhead because something on letterhead is more important than something not on letterhead, right? I mean, just the fact that it's letterhead, it makes it more important. And I hope that you take the time, fill this out, uh, write, write on this, put it in your Bible. And I think what you'll find is the things that we're praying for in 2015, God answers far more prayers than we give him credit for. Uh, God answers prayer almost daily, and he answers the prayer, and we move on and we forget. And so I'm hoping uh, that as we do this, you'll share with me how God's moving in your life and answering prayer. And, and maybe if, if, if you're willing and, and God's leading, you'll be on a panel in December of 2015 telling about how God has moved in your life. And some of you are going, now that is an incentive for me not to tell him anything. Um, folks, there's power in the stories of ordinary people on this journey together. And, and everybody on this panel, they're awesome people, but, but they're ordinary people just following Jesus. You know, they've got ups and downs. Some are further along the journey than others, and, and some are, are just beginning the journey. And, 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 you know, just sharing this is important as the body of Christ. And so I hope you'll do this. Fold it up. Put it in your Bible. Put it, put it if you feel like sharing it with your family, put it on the, the refrigerator, because that is the one area in the house everyone sees is the 
the refrigerator door. Amen? (laughs) And so we're going to pray. Stand with me. We're going to close in prayer. Let's give this panel a hand one more time. Thank you so much for your willingness to share. You guys did awesome. Lord, right now, we just give you thanks for this day. We're thankful for the, the, the stories that we've heard, how you've moved in, in each individual's life, and Lord, how we believe you're going to move in their lives in 2015. Lord, this is just a, a, a snapshot or a small picture of our journey. And Lord, if it, it, we, we could bring everyone up and, and their stories would be similar and, and exciting and, and worth hearing. I pray now, Lord, that, that we will not leave this where we've left it, but Lord, we'll take this op- opportunity to share our, our faith journey with each other. Uh, that as you move in our life, we will share with others, and somehow they will be built up in their faith as they see God working in our lives. I pray that um, as we conclude 2014, we'll conclude it in a way uh, that brings glory to you, and Lord, we'll look forward in hope to 2015 because we believe, Lord, you're going to do great things in our individual lives, in our lives of our family, and in the life of our church in 2015. We give you praise and thanks for your goodness to us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. See you next year.